Welcome to the Homegirls. Four top producing mega realtors, moms, wives, and friends talking about real estate and real life. Angela, Kristen, Jessica, and Lindsay are in the top 1% of all real estate agents and would be honored to receive your real estate referrals in Colorado. Join us as we drop a new episode every Monday anywhere podcasts are aired, in real life on YouTube, and connect with us every day on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HomegirlsCO. Thanks for listening. We love you. Hello, everybody. How is everybody today? Um, so today we're here with Sheena Satum with the Satum Property Group out of Washington, D.C. And this is probably the one person that I follow on social media that makes me feel terrible about myself, which <laughs> is awesome because um, <laughs> I'm sure that's what she's setting out to do. Um, but I have not seen anybody that does more for not just our community, but the world um, than Sheena does. Um, so I'm really excited for her to tell us about how she started with all of that and how we can contribute and how we can give back um, and make an impact the way that she does um, while still running an incredibly um, busy business. So Sheena, can you tell us a little bit about your business and how it started and where you guys are at now, what your team looks like, that kind of thing? Absolutely. Thank you for that amazing introduction. <laughs> uh, very embarrassing. Um, so yeah, so I'm um, based in DC. We cover DC, Maryland, Virginia. I have been a realtor for 10 years. So I started at the bottom and now I'm a little bit above the bottom. And uh, <laughs> we have a team. Um, I guess we're about, we have a six agents. My husband and I uh, manage the team. We are entirely virtual. We've always been virtual. Um, I started obviously just like everybody else, well, most people solo. And then I brought in a virtual admin to help me about four years in. And she has worked herself all the way up until she's a director of operations now. We've got about 13 people between our admin staff, who we call our special ops because they're all army spouses stationed throughout the country, um, and then agents. So we've got a, a, a nice squad here. Um, and we sell about 200 homes a year. Our average price point is around $500,000 because um, we sell, the, the city is a little bit higher, but we sell um, in the suburbs as well. Um, we work entirely by referral, never made a cold color bought a lead. We're really a mission driven company, which you talked about. And I'll stay here and we'll talk, I know more about it, but it's really not just me. Um, I feel like, and I'll talk more about this, but um, one of the most powerful things about being a realtor is we have amazing networks. And I believe that we should be looking to our networks to provide the most good that we can every day to as many people as we can. And if it wasn't for our network and this village we've created, we would not be able to do a quarter of the things we do. So it's, it takes a lot of <laughs> people. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Like to do, like you get to sell some of the coolest houses I've ever seen too. So <laughs> So that's, that's pretty awesome. So I used to live very close to where you sell houses now. Um, but I see a lot of those houses and I'm like, oh my God, I know exactly where that is. It's crazy. But probably tons and tons and tons of politicians and pretty big heavy hitters and that kind of stuff. Like, do you actually deal with them directly or do you have to deal with like an old liaison when you're talking to them? Yeah, I would say we have a pretty diverse um, pool of buyers and sellers. And there are people who work in nonprofits, who head nonprofits. Um, we've got teachers. And then we do have some, um, you know, uh, professional athletes and um, members of Congress, um, former members of Congress, former governors. And we do handle them directly there. Uh, you know, it's not, I guess I would say it's probably a little different than Hollywood. They call D.C., um, ugly man's Hollywood. 
So it's like less attractive people, but super famous. People are like, oh my God, it's Joe Biden. Like, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not. Yeah. So, um, so it's like famous people that, yeah. Um, and we do deal directly with them. And they're pretty, for the most part, pretty easygoing, normal, regular people. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been a wild ride. It's been interesting. I feel really lucky to be where we are, to be able to help so many different people, a lot of military as well. So it really runs the gamut. Awesome. Well, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. How long have you been licensed for? 10 years. Okay. That's what I thought you said. Thank you. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So tell us a little bit about Generosity Global and what that is and how you started and this really cool shower truck thing that you have. And um, yeah, I mean, you do so much that it makes anything that we do seem so much less. So oh, gosh. we can contribute in any way and learn how we can mm-hmm. contribute in that, in that way and have that kind of an in- impact. I want to do that. I just want to know how I'm supposed to start, you know, cause I'm, it's totally uncharted territory for me. Yeah, totally. You know, and, um, I guess the first two things I'll say is I feel like I grew up really privileged and I don't mean with a silver spoon or anything. I grew up in the military and I think that was a privilege because my dad, you know, serving the military, we moved 12 times before I turned tur- turned 14 all around the country, around the world. Um, so to kind of have that insight and be able to pick up every six months or two years and have to make new friends. I mean, what better training is there to be a real estate agent than right. having new friends every year? Um, so I think that that living that lifestyle um, and my mom didn't have a job. It wasn't, we didn't have the internet and these virtual positions. So everywhere she went, she made herself valuable. Um, if there were soldiers, she learned that, you know, when people get into the military, a lot of men, uh, including my dad, the first thing he did, he got that sweet paycheck and he went and bought a Corvette out of the catalog. And a lot of people still do that and they spend their money and they're not, they don't know how to budget. And so my yeah. mom would set up shop and she's like, I'm going to teach everybody how to budget. Um, and she would do it for free everywhere we went. She found problems and she created solutions. So um, that's why I say that I think I was privileged because it's just part of how I grew up. Um, and another thing I'll say before I talk about Generosity Global um, is Grace Schiffman in Savannah and um, Brittany Stewart in, in Dallas and I just started a Facebook group called Real Estate Go-Givers. It's a Facebook group called Real Estate Go-Givers. I think we've got 300 people in it. We just started it like three days ago. And um, the purpose of this group is number one, to provide opportunities for all of us to do just a little bit more um, with our networks or our uh, money um, to contribute to some kind of special cause. Right now, um, we just raised just over $500. Our goal was $500 to um, buy surgical masks and some of the N95 masks for the hospital that's in the most, the most has the most need. We haven't identified which one yet. If we want to go to like a small hospital, like there's one, one doctor, or if we want to do like New York City. So, um, and so we did a quick fundraiser in there. We've already raised the money. We're going to stop that fundraiser. And I think we're going to do every few weeks or every few months, we're going to do another fundraiser. Um, which is going to be great. But I think what's really powerful about this is we are adding as many people as we can who are do-gooders or who want to be do-gooders and we're sharing our playbook. So it's like, Hey, I just did this in my community, or I just did this for this nonprofit. You should too. And here's how I did it. And together we can do so much more. So that's a really great, I think that's going to be a really cool opportunity for everybody. I'm super excited. 
Um, and I plan to sh share a lot of, of what we're, I mean, I plan to share everything in there um, and we'll do some how-to videos, but I'm speaking about Generosity Global. So um, when I was 14, we moved to Maryland. I went to um, a school near Baltimore, high school near Baltimore, and um, I worked at a bunch of nonprofits and then I got into real estate and about four years in, well, no, it's about six years in, about four years ago, um, one of the girls I went to high school with, she was running a women's empowerment event in Baltimore. And I was like, oh, let me go, you know, great networking opportunity, great cause. And so I went and they're telling me she, she and her husband had founded this nonprofit four years before, no, six years before called Generosity Global, where they um, were feeding the homeless every second Saturday of the month. So it started with her and her husband just seeing that there's so many homeless people in Baltimore. Yeah. Um, and they were, you know, she brought them lunches and said, what else do you guys need? And she was learning about all this need. And so it just started from there. Every second Saturday of the month, they haven't missed a Saturday in 10 years, over 10 years. Um, it's now over a hundred volunteers serving hundreds of homeless people, warm meals, like the volunteers all cook the night before. My parents are involved. A lot of our past clients are involved. I mean, I'm so surprised when I see them like, oh my God, you're here. And like, we cover the whole DC metro area and they're going to Baltimore, which is about a, an hour North. Um, because there's a real need there. So, so I met, I met them there and they're telling me and they're like, yeah, one thing we've learned is there is no safe, clean place to get a shower for the homeless right now. They go to the shelters and there's no soap, there's no razors. It's not necessarily safe and it's not clean. Um, Baltimore was so inept that they were not able to provide this. They tried to do it in a school once and they, the stalls were all open. So the men and women are taking showers where they could see each other and some of the women were getting assaulted awful. So they said, we're, we want to build a shower truck for the homeless. I'm like, oh my God, I've never heard of that before. I am in like whatever I can do. And that's when my business really started to take off. And I think Generosity Global helped that because I kind of, you know, put their calls on my back and said, with every home sale, we're going to be building the shower. So even with like agent referrals, they're like, well, tell us what's different. And I told them all the things that a lot of people, a lot of, you know, we got a lot of great agents in our brokerage um, say, but I also said, and we're building a shower truck for the homeless. So it really helped to grow our business. And um, four years later, which was, yeah, well, yeah, but three years later, um, we ended up having enough funding. We invested enough in this to create the shower truck. So last year was our first year of service. Um, and we, was well over a thousand people over um, four or five months that we gave showers to. And it was much more than showers. That's what I didn't realize. Um, I know Rich who runs Generosity Global realized it, but so our team members, you know, we're virtual and we're very like flexible. It's like, I don't care when you do your work, as long as you get it done. Um, we, we just, you know, we have a lot of trust in our agents. So I'll go down there and volunteer the shower truck and I'll see like my assistant is down there or one of my agents are down there. Uh, which is really cool. Or one of my clients, one of our clients will show up. Um, and what happened is we realized that people weren't just getting clean. Um, their lives were being saved. It sounds so crazy, but we have people come in there like, I was suicidal last night, but I knew you guys were going to be here. And, and, and just thinking like, we're all like, here right now we're all like quarantined. We're still taking showers and how good does it feel? Or maybe you go work out and, and you come back and you're sweaty and you're gross. And it's like, this feeling of getting a shower it's like rebirth almost um yeah. and these people on the streets like they know that they stink they know that they smell and it's embarrassing and and if like if that's all you have left is kind of your attitude and the way that you present to people makes a big difference and we found so many opportunities within meeting all these homeless people because i talk to them as they come to take their showers and it's like you learn all these stories about how they got there and a lot of times their lives have been tra tragic since they were young a lot of them 
are suffering from cancer, diabetes, and they're just taking their cancer, you know, they're just living through their cancer out on the street. I mean, you know, we're so privileged to be able to live how we do. So that's, that's how we got started with Generosity Global. And, and now we're drilling wells in Sub-Saharan Africa with them as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, providing water to places where they don't have water. I mean, that seems like something that you, how do you make that jump? Like, how do you do that? Like, how, do, how does more people get involved with that other than just going to your Facebook page? Um, what if we're not realtors? People that are listening might not be realtors. How do they, yeah. how do they help? Absolutely. So that's such a good question. Thank you. So um, we are also, with Generosity Global, they have, so the guy who runs it, Rich Aquo, he is from Cameroon, Africa, which is a place that is often in turmoil. Um, one time we weren't able, one year we just weren't able to drill there because there was war happening. Um, and we're also, we've just expanded, we're going to be doing Kenya as well, which is, has been very interesting. So Cameroon is on the west side of the, of the continent. Kenya's on the east side. Very different models. It's going to cost us a lot more to build and to drill in Kenya. Um, mm -hmm. So we will probably not drill as many wells. Um, and people are not necessarily dying, at least not at the rate that they are without clean access to clean water in Kenya as they are in Cameroon. But it is keeping them from being able to um, progress in life. Like if you, yeah. you know, if you're still fetching water, you're walking hours one way and the other. Um, so how can people get involved? So for us, you know, we're donating with each, with each transaction. There's Mission Ball, which is a big event that happens. Hundreds of people come out. It's a black tie affair um, that happens near Baltimore, Maryland. Um, so the ticket price is somewhere between $150 to $200. And it's a beautiful, elegant evening. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the date is off the top of my head. It's sometime in late September. But a lot of people come out for that. Um, and that's one way that we fundraise. Um, we are the, we are generally the title sponsor of that. We're working to get more sponsors. So if folks would like to help sponsor that event, um, if the event is, once the event is fully sponsored, all the ticket sales go directly to the projects of drilling wells. An average well in Cameroon costs about $10,000 to drill. So a lot of real estate agents and small business owners will say like, you know, we'll base it off of our, um, uh, deals that we do or not a you know profit that we're making and then we'll give per transaction or per month um, but for folks who don't have a business um, check out generosity global facebook or um, their website and you can sign up there to get alerts what i really love about generosity global is they're so transparent and it feels like a friend running a nonprofit, and not because it's not professional because they're highly professional um, but because you get updates all the time, like every month and things move so quickly. Like we raised in three minutes at one of our real estate events. We had a hundred people in the room, hundred real estate agents raised $40,000 in three minutes. And we built four wells from that, like three months later. So if you imagine there's a table of, of a family was sitting down that night, it would have been at that time would have been about six o'clock at night. They're sitting down at their table in Cameroon after a long day of walking to get this water, coming back and it's dirty water, sometimes contaminated. One in five children in Africa die of drinking dirty water. I mean, that shouldn't happen anymore. No. Um, so that's a re very real fear for people in those areas. Um, so they're sitting down having no idea in that village that in Nashville, Tennessee, a bunch of real estate agents decided to commit $40,000 and build four wells. And in a matter of 12 weeks, their entire lives would be changed because we would be there drilling wells for them. They're no longer walking hours and hours each way. They're no longer risking their lives drinking water. They can actually bathe. Like to meet people who haven't ever used soap and really been able to let that water run over them 
um, you can see them sometimes they're covered in just like sort of the dust and and it's just I haven't actually been there my husband was just there in January but when you see the pictures what's really cool is when you do become a supporter you start to get those pictures back and you see right away the impact so it's pretty cool yeah it's incredible to, to watch it honestly like because I I, I referred you business a couple of years ago and I still get emails like, Hey, the money that we spent, um, provided this and we built that shower truck that we were trying to build before and that happened. And then you send us somebody else and guess what? We helped build a well with that. Like, what? what? <laughs> well, thank you. I mean, we couldn't do it without, that's what I'm saying. This village, like we're just like this much. So thank you. Thank you. But that much to those people is life changing. Yeah. And you know, we're given so much and you know we work really hard for what we have don't yeah. get me wrong but as realtors we we don't have the same struggles as they're having over in africa right so so how in the world can each of us do just a little bit more than we're already doing and focus it into the right places and if we all did that oh my god what a place we would have to live and, and other people shouldn't have to go without water you're mm -hmm. right I and mean, that's something that's a fundamental need that that should have been taken care of by now like you know, the fact that you guys had to step in and do that, it sucks. It's terrible that no one else has thought of this or has done this, but you know, now at least you're showing people like this is happening. Okay. So this is happening. We're helping take care of this. Here's where the rest of the need is currently. Here's what we need to help take care of that. What else are you guys um, into other than the wells and the providing of the water? What else um, is generosity mm -hmm. global into? So those are the two major things, the water piece and then um, feeding people. So we feed, we have, we have buckets of, for funding. So we've got the funding for, um, for food. So food here in America and then in Africa. Um, so just recently we did another fundraiser. So when, when they were in Africa, so what happened was Rich has known this guy named Job forever in Kenya. And so that was his contact. We always have to have contacts where we go because it is just a different world there trying to negotiate contracts. You're having to essentially bribe people to put yeah. in clean water. Um, you know, we just, that's just sort of a fee, a known fee. Um, so we're trying to, you know, do it in the most legitimate way and find the right people who aren't going to, um, you know, screw us over for lack of a better term. Um, and so we found this guy, Job, and he and his wife, Nancy, they have their own family, but they decided one day they, um, there was this huge slum in Kenya. It's like these rackety, rickety metal homes that are not very large that these people live in. They're supposed to social distance right now. These, these homes aren't six feet from each other. I mean, what, what, what coronavirus is going to do there, I don't even want to think about. I got an email a few, so Joe, so when my husband and Rich went there in January, he was really their tour guide and saying, this is what we need. This is the school that we built. They built a school for like, 50 families um, in that slum. It was just like on their heart to do it. So they did it. And these, the, the, the parents of these children are like, you know, they're house cleaners and that sort of thing. It's like really um, sort of low income work and especially in that area. And um, I got an email from Job a few, and we left, um, we left $4,000 there between Generosity Global and Statham Properties Group. We left $4,000 there to feed the family, feed the children, for the rest of the year, which is crazy that that's all it takes. Um, and what Job said was, I'm asking if we can use these $4,000 to allocate it for the whole families instead of just the children, because the parents have lost their jobs and they're at risk of starvation right now. 
So on top of that, we're trying to match it and taking donations to feed. And we've already gotten photos back and videos. I did have some of that on Facebook to show like your money is being used right now. And there's even the children who are like getting filmed and they're in the grocery store and saying, thank you so much, you know, for feeding my family. It doesn't cost much to feed them out there, but we can be a lifesaver. So there's some other charities we work for too, which is really cool, but um, that's what we're doing at Generosity Global. So your business has basically taken off once you started living purposefully or, you know, at least advertising that you're doing it that way. Um, it was kind of like a byproduct. The success was like a byproduct of working towards your mission every day, right? Um, Absolutely. I think it gave me purpose. Like it really landed yeah. in my lap. I can't say that I was like, oh, I'm going to team up with this and it's going to grow my business. I just thought, oh my God, I have the financial capacity to at least give a little bit with every deal. And then it just grew and grew. And when we had even more, you know, money because the business grew, it was like, oh, and I can become the title sponsor so that they can actually have this event that can raise the money. Um, and we, you know, we're already doing so much of this stuff anyway. So just bringing yeah. the charity in makes it more powerful. And we are able, because we as realtors have so much influence in the community. We have more influence when we do more good. That's the yeah. first thing. So, um, and it allows us to come to people and they start to love us and trust us. And then eventually, like I, I recently did something where um, a few weeks ago when it was still okay to do this, one of our past clients is like a really well-known cellist in the area. And he's also um, uh, a conductor for um, Washington Symphony Orchestra. And um, he said, I'd really love to play for your family. Like he lives in the neighborhood to like, just play out on the, on the green in between the streets. And I'm like, let's do like a little concert. And I'm like, oh my God, that's wow. amazing. What if, and I'm always thinking like, how can we create an exponential effect for all the good we do? Um, what can, how can we make this bigger and better and touch more people? And I said, what if you went out there and did that, but I invited the whole neighborhood and we just asked that they give to the local food bank. So we did that and like a hundred people showed up. Um, I'm sure we raised a good amount of money for the charity. I don't know how much because it went straight there, but it was the, one of the most beautiful things. All these cars set up, everyone stayed in their cars. Um, some people were walking and just stayed away from each other, but it was like a live concert of this cellist and a flutist. Um, and people knew that we had set it up and it didn't cost anything but two beers. I promised him two cold beers, but stuff like that. And then all of our events, we do, um, we try to do a few events a month and like we do a father daughter dance and that benefits the Treehouse in Montgomery County, which provides services to sexually abused children. Um, and they're always in need of funding. And that raises $4,000 cause we pay for the event. It's not very much. It's not more than a thousand dollars. We raise 4,000 and then we match it. That's an $8,000 check to a small charity. That's a, that means a lot more kids are going to get therapy sessions. Um, and I've got a big idea right now, um, for raising more money while we're in Corona. So I'll speak more on that when it's all done, but yeah, always looking <laughs> for ways. I say that I will exploit any opportunity to raise money for charity. <laughs> I think that's, that's probably one of the only acceptable ways to exploit money is during, during that, during what's going on and for charity. Yeah. <laughs> um, so tell me a little bit about your kids. Cause you have some, some of the funniest kids I've ever seen. And you are really public with them. You let them be on social media. Like you show what they're doing and they have, at least one of them has a TikTok, I think. Um, yes. Oh my gosh. So I have three kids. I have a almost two-year-old, a six-year-old and an eight-year-old. And the eight-year-old is my quiet one. Um, very sweet. He's just like my husband from head to toe. Um, and then I have my 
and I thought we were really good parents when he came out. So I'm like, oh my God, he's like quiet at restaurants and he's so good and blah, blah, blah. And he eats everything. And I'm like, you know, and then my second one was born. I'm like, oh my God, I'm a horrible parent <laughs> because she was so hard and so different. And, um, her name is Isil and, uh, she really, she's very much like me. She has very little patience. She listens to everything I say. Um, oh my God, we have a very similar high D. Um, and I really, and then I've got the two-year-old who is a wild child climbing on everything. And it's been interesting. So it's been fun and interesting. I really, um, I didn't want kids long ago. I just had no interest in that. And then I married my high school sweetheart and he's, you know, one day, I guess I just went like, okay, it's time. We've had enough fun. And, um, he always wanted kids. Um, and I guess raising what real estate has really done for us, I think is given me, um, it's helped me realize my privilege in like what I'm able to teach my kids. Like they're able to see somebody just like you all to see a woman work really hard and follow their passion and do a lot of good. And we pull them into everything. I mean, my daughter, when she was five, she clean, she would clean like 25 showers in a day at the shower truck. Um, and they're involved in every, the other thing is I feel like I'm not very creative. Like I just don't do crafts or any of that kind of stuff. I just don't have that kind of mindset, but I'm always thinking of new ways that we can help people in our community. So they are involved in all that. Um, so that's just going to be a part of how they grew up, but you know, they're not like, just like me. I mean, it's like a process, uh, becoming a person who wants to do good. And like, I'll tell you, we went and cleaned, we went, she was at the shower truck for like four hours one day and she came back, she took a shower herself when we got home. And she's like, I don't like the way the water comes out of that shower head. I don't like the way it comes out. Like you do realize that we were just working like it's a process. It is not uh, an event to get kids to like be grateful, but we're working on it. And I do expect a lot of them. And I'm very honest with them about everything, about coronavirus, about, you know, everything that I can be. I don't know if it's right, but that's the way we roll. I love her accent. Like, I don't know what kind of an accent it is, but hearing her talk on those, like, it's hilarious. Like, she has a lot of sass. You are going to have a lot of problems when she grows up. I know. Well, she doesn't say her awes. That's the first thing. And I was starting my own podcast, which just didn't, I just, you guys are awesome for continuing this, but I did about four seasons, but her teacher said to me in kindergarten, she said, we got to get a speech therapist for her. And I'm like, I just started a podcast and I've got her on there. Can I just like push that off for another I love year her. or two? I love her. I think she's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. So you Thank said that you. your team does 200 deals a year, give or take. It's all sphere and referral based, right? Yes. So what is your system to stay in touch with all of these people outside of just like the global generosity? What do you guys do as a team and as a, um, as a real estate agent to stay in touch with everybody? Sure. So there's a lot of different things that we do. We are very high touch. Um, one of the things is we have a lot of events um, and we run quite a few of them through our women's empowerment groups. We have several women's empowerment groups. We work in DC, Maryland, and Virginia. Um, basically we work anywhere within an hour and 10 minutes of downtown DC. Um, and the reason for that, I've always done that is just because when people move here, they don't know where they're going to live and they will consider all three. So it's a big metropolitan area, but I wanted, what we wanted to do, we decided a few years ago is like, how do we stay in touch with people and like in a really, um, relationship based way like really giving value not hey we're having another open house and they're like i just bought a house i don't care about that open house so how do we stay in their lives we created these women's empowerment groups and what we said with those is we want to um create events where we're teaching something 
and we're giving back to the community and we're creating a way for women to meet each other and network, but not in the cheesy way where like you're handing out business cards. So we do a lot of classes. Some of them I teach, like I, I teach a class on how to negotiate and that's like a two or three hour class. Um, the lender or us will pay for the event. We usually try to do it in Keller Williams office and that way we save because that's the most expensive part, right? The, um, the office, the space to do it in. We provide the food. Um, whenever we do an event, we charge $25 and that money always goes to charity, the entire amount. Um, so we're able to lift up, put on a platform, the local charity that we're giving to or the person who we're giving the money to. Um, and we're able to teach the women. So I'll teach the negotiating class, like all the stuff that we as agents are like, we learn how to do, like we just teach, teach that. Um, and, and then we give the opportunity for women. So it's a lot of our past clients and then potential clients. And most of those events bring about 40 people. So there's that. And then Generosity Global itself, every second Saturday of the month, there's opportunity to go and volunteer. So we invite our people to go volunteer. Um, we do a lot on social media. We remind people. And so that's another way that we've been able to grow. I use Nextdoor a lot. I use it almost as much as I use Facebook. Um, so I'll reach out and just like, hey, it's Gina, I got this opportunity. Uh, a lot of times we'll just be asking for donations. So they come drop it off on my porch. And I created this thing, like basically it's a I put it in a flyer box, like an open house flyer box. It's on my, it's on my porch in case I miss somebody. So I create this, this effect where um, they can pull the flyer out that I have in there. It talks about our story, how we got involved with Generosity Global and it acts as a receipt and it tells them, Hey, keep this. And it has my real estate information on it. And it says, keep this for tax time. Thank you so much for your donation. It, it has a lot more words on there and it's a lot prettier than I just mentioned, but, um, so, so that's how we get the community and kind of keep them, keep them connected. Um, so we have the events. We do allow Generosity Global. We invite people to come down to the shower truck. So that's another way. Um, they're also on, we have like a 37 touch program and there's a little bit about the market, like maybe every other month, but most of the time it's, Hey, this is how you contributed to this, or this is how you can donate, um, and support this, um, and then we're always coming up with kind of new ideas. I think there's one thing I'm good at is coming up with ideas. Now my husband says 99% of them suck, but, um, but that one, we just came up with um, free babysitting. So we don't actually babysit. I'm not baby. I got enough with my own kids, but we pay for up to $200 worth of babysitting or pet sitting um, for our clients. So that's another service. And so another touch point to be able to like, Hey guys, we're doing this extra special thing for you to kind of stand out. Um, we're also, we decided I'm working with a lender right now. We're putting together a $5,000 emergency fund for past clients. If anyone is going through a hardship right now, they can apply and you get up to a hundred dollars. Apply is the wrong word. Cause we're not going to, we're just going to give the money away. Um, but it tops out at $5,000. So that's, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of it. But whenever we're, so after somebody closes, I will send them a message um, and I will thank them. And I'll usually add a picture of like, if I'm down at the shower truck, it's like, Hey, I just want to thank you for everything you did. And, um, because of you, we're able to help, um, you know, Henry today, um, we were able to get him some new shoes or, you know, he was able to get the shower and he's so grateful. So there's always that feedback loop, um, which I think is really powerful. So it's not just a regular congratulations or, you know, a picture of a key, which is cool. But if you can tie them back to the mission, it's always tying people back to the mission. How did you create that mission? Because it's obviously a powerful one. It's on all your business cards on all your marketing and all your logo and everything. So how did, where did you come up with that? Of like, um, change. I think it was just, you know, it wasn't something I really, what I was doing before was I was just giving for the first four years, I would just make random donations. Right. 
And then I think over time, when I realize like there's something tangible, I think that's a big thing for people. People want to know that they're, if they give, if they use you, they want to know there's going to be impact. And um, so they want to know that they actually, what, what, what they invested in, whether it's your service or um, the charity, they need to know that that money actually went somewhere and created some good. So um, it was really very organic and messy. It wasn't something that I strategized. It was like, oh, okay, we need to do this. And so people started to get involved. And then once the shower truck came, it was like all these other opportunities opened up. And another thing that happened like with um, the tree house where they provide services to um, abused children, I'd seen like a post on Facebook that they did and, and they were just talking about um, you know, there was a woman, they said, we've got a woman who just came to the treehouse. She's got her three kids. They need basic items. Like they need formula. They need tennis shoes of this size and they need this. And this is all they have. They came with the shirts on, on their backs. They came from an abusive, um, you know, spouse. And these are the things we need. And I wrote and I'm like, Hey, um, I will get these for you from my community. And if you need anything else ever, let me know because I have a massive network that I will tap. And that's when it all started. And since then, we've given thousands and raised. Like, we have a bake sale every year for the treehouse. And um, the last year, it raised $2,000, um, which is pretty good for a bake sale. The whole community comes out. They, they know that it's happening. Um, so it's just, it just, melt, it just, um, it was very easy after a while. I think it's just like any opportunity to do good. And that, that when you're working in the, in these, with these missions where like, there is no end to the need. There's just no end to what we can do. So I think it's incredible. I mean, obviously, so on all of your collateral, um, you'll see what their mission is and it's changing the world one home at a time. And that's pretty powerful because they mean it. Um, a lot of people can say those kind of things, but not mean them. Um, but you guys take it very seriously. It is your mission. It's your life. It's your livelihood. You know, you wouldn't be the one out there working in the shower truck, cleaning it out if it didn't mean something to you. Right. Um, so I think that it's incredible what you do. And I want you to know that you inspire a lot of people. Um, and they probably don't tell you very often. Um, I'm trying not to cry here. Um, <laughs> me too. But, um, you inspired me. You inspired the shit out of me, honestly. Like, um, I am trying to do whatever I can to make the impact that you're making. And I just want you to know that it's, it's awesome and it's tremendous and it's changing my life and my family's life, um, not just the people that we're helping. So thank you for what you do. Oh, thank you. That's, that's my big goal is to just, like I tell people when I go teach my class on how to prospect um, the way that we do, and I hate to say prospect, but how to build a business like we do. I started out by telling everybody, stop looking for buyers and sellers. Start looking for human beings to give value to. Like, if you just start there, I mean, the need is endless and they'll call you when they want to buy a home. They will. I had somebody who came to the, um, to watch the cellist concert and she goes, Edwin, I want to sell my house. I'm going to use you. She <laughs> for the truck. I was like, thank you. <laughs> so it was cool. It was cool. And it was great to be able to give my friend Steve, um, that opportunity to, to play music. Cause that's like always on his heart. He's always thinking about it and he always says he'd die without music. So it was cool. So without maybe realizing it, what you did was you created this massive network of people in your client base that all care about the same things that you do. And that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So you have, you know, the, the state of properties group family that is different than just 
any other realtors group. You know what I mean? Do you keep people like in a, like not really a database, but do you put them all like in a Facebook page almost like together so you can advertise there and say, Hey, here's what we're doing this week. If anybody wants to help out, we've got all these things or how do you stay on top of that? Yeah. So that's a good question. Um, we generally, they just come through my Facebook. I feel like people already get enough. If you're friends with me on Facebook, you know, there's a lot of content. So yeah. I already feel like I hit them up a lot through there. So we definitely, we have a system where we always friend everybody. I also have several Facebook groups that I run, including one for my neighborhood. Well, it's now for the county. I expanded it. That has almost 2000 women in it. Um, and all of our agents, you know, we have our women's empowerment groups, which have a few hundred people in it. So I keep people, people updated to there. There's a lot of moms group where I'll also update as far as our clients. Yeah. They're usually through Facebook. Um, email, I think would be a lot because I don't mean to pat myself on the back, but we do a lot. And I feel like it's just be, it'd be intense. So, but once people kind of get a sense of it, like people just like everywhere are so busy and not everybody has time. Um, and, and so I guess they keep updated through there. Um, we're always thinking of ways to keep get people more engaged. And what I will say is like, there's some things to think about when you choose a charity or a mission to be a part of. Um, one of the things I love about Generosity Global is they already have all this content. So they're taking the beautiful photos. They're making that really easy for us to share with people. Um, they also shout us out a lot, which is really nice. I don't think that necessarily gets us business, but um, I think I think that's that's one of the things I think that that is important is that they also give give kind of love back to you. Um, and so people kind of see that. Um, but it doesn't, you know, I, I didn't, my heart wasn't really on the wells when we started. I really loved the shower truck. I, I was one of those people who thought, you know, those people, it's, they live really far away. They're not really, we're so different. Yeah. But um, once we funded the first well, I just kind of said, okay, we're going to try this. And we funded the first well. And I saw the picture of the little girl drinking from our well, the first person ever to drink from our well. And I'm like, oh my God, that's like a real person. Um, that, that pretty much changed everything. Um, so I think the way, you know, people want to do good. They just don't know how. And so we just make it really, really easy for them. So that's how we, you know, not everyone's going to be at that level where they're going to come down the shower truck and shout and, and, and pay. And, and that's okay. And that is one reason why we try to do all kinds of different things. We take up collections. We'll, you know, give opportunities for people to give money. If like we see someone, they're like, oh my God, my shoes are awful. 80% of men on the streets, they're wearing shoes that don't fit them. Um, if you can imagine walking around in shoes that are wet and don't fit you and dirty, I mean, what could be worse, right? So um, we've been able to raise so much money just by telling people stories. And it's a different time where people are not like, it wasn't like our parents were like, I'm giving the United Way and the Red Cross and all these like big right. organizations. Now it's like, hey, if I trust you, I'm going to send you money through PayPal. And then we just show them, hey, look, I actually bought the tennis shoes. Um, having that transparency, we as agents, I think, um, you know, can can be that person and, and be that change if we're, we're being transparent. But people don't, People want to do good. They just know how. So we got to give them lots of opportunity and make it easy. That's awesome. Um, so if people want to get more involved with Generosity Global, they can just go right to the Generosity Global website. Can you tell us again what that website is? I assume it's pretty easy. Yeah, I think it's generosityglobal.org. Okay. Um, and also probably Facebook is, the, is one of the other places to go to just look it up the Facebook page because that's updated pretty quickly. They can also friend um, me or friend Rich Aquo, A-K-W-O, Rich Aquo, he runs it and he's always putting the latest news on there. One of the things we're doing right now is, um, is buying, is like uh, the masks. That's another one of the fundraisers we're doing, so. Awesome. Wow, do you guys have anything else for, for Sheena? It's super overwhelming for me, honestly, to talk to you because 
A, you're like the only other person on the planet that talks faster than me. So if you're not listening fast enough, you're not going to catch it. It's not us that's talking too fast. You're just not listening fast enough. Teaching, I started, um, as soon as coronavirus hit, I knew a lot of 12 business owners in our community were uh, struggling. And I thought, man, I've got so much to share and knowledge because of Keller Williams. And so I um, started Sheena's small business mastermind group. If you're not in it, totally join. It's almost 200 people now. And I've just been like, I've been trying to help people through there. And I am teaching on Friday, this whole class, because people are like, I'm afraid to do video. Cause I'm like, let's interview you so that we can like get this out to your people. You can stay in front of your constituency. And uh, one of the things I wrote like three times, I wrote the flash last night because people are like, I need to learn how to do this, how to be able to just feel comfortable in front of the camera. And I wrote three times, you got to take it slowly when you're in front of the camera. Don't talk too quickly. Don't. I'm like, I'm not following my own advice, but yeah. <laughs> That's okay. You're, you're passionate about what you do when it shows. Yeah, thanks. Well, Sheena, thank you so very much for coming on with us today. Um, I, I love you. I mean, I've been following you for a long time and I met you on accident because I needed a referral in DC. And, um, you know, I've talked to you a couple times on the phone and I just want to tell you like, you're awesome. And I, I hope that more people follow you on Facebook because if they learn even a little bit um, about what you do, I think they'll fall in love with you too. And people can do so much with so little and they don't realize it. And um, if we all just do a little bit, we can make a massive impact the way that you are. So thank you so much for, for sharing everything with us today. Thank you. Thank you, all of you. Thanks for being part of my world. I am um, extremely grateful. So thank you so much. Thanks for the kind words and allowing me to be on here. This is so cool. Um, I appreciate it very much. We hope you loved our show today. If you enjoyed it, do the homegirls a favor and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. Share this episode with all of your homegirls and friends and find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at homegirlco.